You're listening to the Geek Watch Podcast, Episode 89, HBO's Swings for the Fences. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 89 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me, as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Patrick. Hello, Brian. So we got some trailer news, we got some uh, television and movie news, and we want to talk a little bit about some of the stuff that's coming out streaming. And of course, we're going to definitely talk about uh, The Walking Dead. Well, we got two episodes to cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, Mountain State... Pop Expo is yes. this weekend, mm-hmm. so and you're going to be doing some stuff with them. Mm-hmm. Um, what type of stuff are you looking forward to this weekend? Oh, um, just all kinds of you know great stuff. They got tables, uh, vendors, everything, cosplayers, contests, um, workshops, uh, pretty much everything that you could you know possibly think. Uh, trivia. Um, there is a cosplay lip sync contest which i can't wait because and like i have all these great ideas but like i can't pull them off and i just want to tell people like i i really want to see someone cosplaying frankenstein lip syncing kickstart my heart (laughs) (laughs) that's a great idea yes Mm -hmm. so are you gonna be doing some cosplay this weekend Uh, probably yep Mm -hmm. and then the comedy troupe uh state 35 is going to be performing um saturday night Mm -hmm. yep and that uh if you if you are attending the the convention uh the expo the the ticket price is is with your convention weekend and then if you just want to come see the show you can come just to see the show too okay yeah Mm -hmm. and that's uh that's uh, this Saturday and Sunday, mm-hmm. and this is in South Charleston. The Holiday Inn uh, Inns and Suites West mm-hmm. uh, in South Charleston. So, yeah, I'm going to try to stop in there at least a little bit. I like uh, I like to visit uh, a day or two. I, I don't mm-hmm. tend to stay too awfully long, but uh, yeah. definitely want to uh, check out uh, your cosplay. But uh, there were some trailers that came out the, uh, this week, uh, and a little okay. bit last. I think one. Uh, posted last week, but I, which I wanted to uh, mention. One of them is the uh, the new uh, movie based off of H.P. Lovecraft's Color Out of Space. Are, are you familiar with the story? Huh, I am not, or I don't think so. Yeah, uh, familiarize me with the story, and then I'll. Well, the story I'll itself is about a uh, a meteor falls to Earth onto this farm, and there, and it basically starts. They said it's a color the the land becomes corrupted by a color it's like it's not like a particular color that people that anyone recognizes but it starts to blight the land uh contaminate the water and then starts affecting the family that's living on hmm. on the farmhouse okay and this is a uh, this is a Nicolas Cage movie this is uh the same group that made the uh horror movie that he the last horror movie that he made I'm trying to remember the name of it it's uh the wicker man no, no, no. This oh, was, was this? after okay. this. This was uh, his the big violent revenge flick oh. where um, he's getting revenge for his girlfriend and it's really bloody and violent. And it's um, I'm trying to it's a oh, yes, it's called Mandy. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember. OK. 
I remember a Nicolas Cage movie being called Mandy. I did not know that it was, you know, horror, revenge, and stuff like that. But oh, I still yeah. haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> <That's, laughs> blood, blood and violence upon violence. And, of course, <laughs> it's a perfect movie to allow Nicolas Cage to just go all ham and crazy, you know, going Nicolas Cage crazy, which he does in this in this movie. Violence to the to the point of being kind of cartoonish, but yeah, the chainsaw fight is worth the uh, price of admission. <laughs> I would just say that. But Color Out of Space is not that not that crazy, but uh, the trailer looks really good. Okay, and uh, I'm yeah definitely definitely looking forward to that. Does um, it feel like it caught the Lovecraftian feel? I mean, because like you know, love the movie Reanimator, love the story Reanimator. I don't feel like the movie feels like a Lovecraft movie. It feels like a good horror film, but yeah. not quite Lovecrafty. Yeah, that's a good question. I, mm-hmm. I'm I can't 100 percent say for sure. I mean, it's definitely. I mean, obviously, it's going to be inspired by it, but it's more modern times. Mm-hmm. It's they're not uh, casting it and uh, to that to the time period of the, of the original story, but uh, it does look creepy. It definitely looks creepy, and the uh, you know the slow corruption of the land. It's an interesting uh, way that they're doing it, and uh, so I'm I'm definitely looking forward to catching that when uh, when I get the chance to. A trailer that that dropped last week, and I've been hearing about this for a while, is the BBC is doing their version of Dracula. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mark Gatiss and Stephen Moffat are doing this one, of course. Oh, so it's going to be like uh, Jekyll and Hyde or well, Sherlock, it, or well, yeah. I mean, uh-huh. it's I'm sure most of the geeks out there probably remember them from doctor who but mm-hmm. uh, of course jekyll i love the heck out of it it was right. a great modernization of that story now dracula from looking at the trailer it's pretty obvious they're they're not going to modernize it they're going to set it in the time period of the book okay and uh yeah it, it looks like it's going to be really scary still if anyone could modernize because it's it's been done uh, right. dracula in modern time i don't know that i would say it's been done well but i would trust those those producers those writers to give us something that i would trust would be a good modern vampire tale oh yeah but uh it looks really really interesting i'm really looking forward to 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 catching that there was a trailer that dropped today since we're talking trailers and we're talking horror we might as well make do the trifecta uh, Warner Brothers is putting out uh, the Invisible Man. Uh, now, are they taking the Universal Monster? Yeah. Well, here's the How thing. Dare a lot of, you? Well, a lot of people. Well, um, actually, wait a minute. No, it is. It is Universal, of course. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it, it was Universal. Yeah, I said Warner one of Brothers. The uh, yeah. It's, oh, okay. So Universal is doing it. Warner Brothers is not. Right. Okay. All right. That was my mistake. Okay. So, Although it would have been really funny that you know if they had stolen that from them because uh, it is public right. domain, right? The Invisible Man. Uh, no, it is not. Ah, um, Warner, okay. uh, yeah, uh, Universal does own that. Now, here's huh. the thing, though. At one time, they were looking at doing the Dark Universe, mm-hmm. doing a Universal Monsters shared universe, and Johnny Depp was going to be playing the Invisible Man. This is not that. This is obviously not that. Now. The Invisible Man is not the actual main character. And this is what I find fascinating about this, because I, I really enjoy when they take a story and they twist it and give it sort of a modern uh, a modern feel to it and use to use it to basically talk about uh, modern issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because I've always said, you know, horror monsters are metaphors, basically. Yeah. 
And in this case, the metaphor in this situation is gaslighting. Because here's here the basically the deal is the main character she was married to I, I get an, I get, an abusive uh, husband that's very, what, yes he's that's why I think of a, a gaslighting I automatically go right. to an abusive relationship right so, so basically she uh, she's in an abusive relationship uh, with somebody who happens to be to use the vernacular he's a mad scientist right <laughs> but he's very abusive <laughs> to her but and she leaves him because she's she's had enough and she uh, later on hears from his lawyer, that he's committed suicide. But he has left her all of his money mm-hmm. on the condition that she can be proven to be fully sane. Okay? <laughs> now, what you see in the trailer after that point is, well, like we said, we were talking about gaslighting. So he decides he's going to torment her, mm-hmm. right? And mess with her. Now, here's the thing. He can't be seen. Mm-hmm. So he lets her know that he's still alive and he starts messing with her, but nobody can see this guy. Uh-huh. So he is he is gaslighting her. Right. People think she's insane. Mm-hmm. And it gets to a point where, I mean, she in the trailer, you see that it's it, it goes to the point of, you know, she gets arrested, she gets committed and all of this stuff. And he continues to, to mm-hmm. mess with her. So, like I said, they've taken the story of the Invisible Man and turned it into the gaslighting situation bit, from hell. It's a bit Candyman-ish. In a sense, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, so you get that. Uh, so you get that. Mo- uh, so it's basically it's a guy that nobody can see decides to, you know, in a real sense, gaslight this. Right. Because this person. It, and it's true. It never happens when other people are around. Other people don't see it happening. Right. And, you know, if, if the woman is, you know, just the best wife ever and she does everything for the husband and the husband is like, she's she's ruining everything. And they're like, oh, no, you, you're you're lucky to have her. And, he's, you know, no one believes me because she looks like the perfect person. Right. And, you know, and uh, no one believes me that he's, you know, hurting me because no one sees it. You yeah. Know? There's that scene mm-hmm. in the trailer where her friends are. Her friends are, are are looking at her, you know, scared for her. And she's saying, he's sitting right there in the chair. And you look at the chair, you don't see anyone in the chair. I mean, you can see the indentation of where he's sitting in the chair. But obviously, you know, if you're looking for an invisible man, you can see him. If you're not looking for an invisible man, you're not going to notice it. Mm-hmm. You know, very, like I said, very, like I said, very diabolical stuff. Mm-hmm. Knowing that, you know, he could be anywhere watching her at any time, and then doing things to just mess with her constantly. Um, this is an ADHD moment, but uh, last night in our D&D session, we fought invisible entities, and we happened to be in a kitchen. And uh, so we ripped open a bag of flour and threw it everywhere, so we were able to see our invisible attackers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good plan. <laughs> Pretty solid. So, Yeah, so basically taking an old monster and using it to talk about some modern issues. So... Uh, it looks like it's going to be pretty solid. I can't wait. To, uh, they didn't really give a release date for it yet, but I'm uh, obviously it's going to be sometime soon, and I'll definitely be checking that out. Speaking of uh, movie news, they have announced already the the release date for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2. Aww. April 8th, 2022. Way to go. So, um, which, like I said, it's... You know, it's probably at this point one of my favorite, at least in my top three, top two mm-hmm. favorite Spider-Man films. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I knew there was going to have to be a sequel. 
and something and I, I was reading an article about it because they, they're releasing more news uh, about the about the Spider-Man. And this is something that I talked to you about before that I never expected to see this in a, in a Spider-Man movie. And this is great, though. Remember the time when uh, Kevin and I was tell, talking to you about Japanese Spider-Man? Oh, no. I, I thought we were going to talk about Peter Porker. What? Uh, Japanese Spider-Man? No. Yes. It was some time ago, but uh-huh. Japan had a version of Spider-Man. Okay. And it wasn't Peter Parker and all that. And he had a giant robot. Of course. And, and all... Gundam. It's a Gundam series. Yeah. <laughs> it, basically, it, in a real sense, it was it was Power Rangers before Power Rangers. In fact, mm-hmm. Power Rangers, in, in, a, in a sense, was based off of a lot of stuff that happened in, in Japanese Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Well, Japanese Spider-Man and and um, and the and the giant Marveler robot are going to be part of Sp- uh, Spider Verse Two. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I, so I saw that and I was like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> that's they've added, you know, being able to add that part of it in into the series is I think is great. Uh, like I said, I really enjoyed the first movie. Spider-Man Noir was one of, uh, going back to Nicolas Cage, uh, who voiced uh, Spider-Man Noir. Fantastic! I uh, really and Peter Porker, of course, was in uh, the first movie. But the fact that we're going to possibly see giant robot mm-hmm. <laughs> Japanese Spider-Man—that's uh, going to be amazing. I, I I cannot wait. But speaking of filming, uh, this week season two of The Boys just wrapped. Yes. Oh, wait. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine where they're going to go in season two. Mm-hmm. They mentioned something from the comics that they said they're going to put in season two. I don't really want to say too much uh, and spoil it. The thing about it is if you're coming with a season, t- especially with how strong season one was and as weird as it was, mm-hmm. where do you go? Yeah. And so uh, is there any like, is there a new soup that you are, you know, you're like, yeah, I hope they're in season two from from that series or? there is there are a couple of things that i'm i'm, I'm looking forward to uh that i hope that they they uh, bring into it mm-hmm. i don't want to go mm-hmm. into any spoilers okay. uh but there there are a couple of things they've mentioned that they're going to do in season two that very much like when i watched season one of american gods where i said well you can't do that ah. and then they turned around and did it well yeah, there's some things well. that yeah there's okay. some things that they're that they said yeah we're going to do this in season two uh season two Thought about doing it in season one. We thought it was a little too far out there, but now we've established <laughs> ourselves. We can maybe get away with it in season yeah. two. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so that's going to be, uh, uh, I, I, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot wait. One last thing about, because uh, we want to talk some streaming stuff. Uh, Netflix coming December the 1st, they're going to be off of some platforms. Uh, Samsung televisions that have a built-in Netflix okay. uh, aren't isn't going to work anymore. The Roku's oh. uh, that that have a Netflix app, it's not going to work anymore. So you can't watch Netflix on a, a Samsung TV. Now I've got a plasma TV that's a Panasonic, and it's losing its ability as well. I haven't seen that mentioned anywhere, but so I'm guessing there's going to be some other older televisions that if they have like their smart TVs or like the Roku's that have a built-in app from uh, Netflix, it's not going to work anymore because Netflix has basically updated their streaming to be able to do certain things uh, and and monitor and certain features that they have in their streaming service that's not going to work anymore. So they're just basically cutting support. So come December 1st, uh, you may have to get something else besides, like I said, a Roku or 
or um, if you've got one of the Panasonics or one of the Samsungs that don't work anymore, uh, getting something like an Apple TV or a Fire Stick or something that has Netflix that will work, uh, your built-in stuff isn't going to work anymore. So I don't know how much of a hit that's going to be for for Netflix. To be honest, uh, Roku and, and to some degree Fire Stick are for people who are they're cutting the cord, but they're not doing it, let's say, the most honest, shall we say. <laughs> Uh, these are a lot of jailbroken systems that, especially Roku, maybe it's not as bad now as it used to be, but most of the people that I knew that were getting streams that maybe the, that they didn't exactly pay for were, mm-hmm. you know, they were using a Roku or a Fire Stick or something like that uh, and, and basically had put something on it and had uh, jailbroke it and uh, had put programming on it to allow them to see streams that... Uh, didn't really didn't pay for and all that so but uh yeah it's definitely going away for roku and i don't think that uh, just to say i I think that uh them no longer supporting roku and samsung i don't think it's necessarily a a pirating issue because to be honest i think the probably for netflix they tend to lose more money on people sharing their passwords than anything else there was an article i forget how much it was but we were talking about millions of dollars that that they've lost because they're sharing their passwords with other people. Mm-hmm. So well, they uh, allow you up to like four screens or something. Yeah. But so it's supposed to be four screen. Have. Well, there's, it's supposed to really be four people in the same house, mm-hmm. you know? So it's technically it would be, uh, it would be wrong to like, you know, give you, give your password to, to, to a sibling that live, you know, living somewhere else and, and that sort of thing. But, uh, I mean, as of right now, I don't know if there's I, I don't think there's anything that they've got in place to stop people from doing that. I I don't think they're tracking IP addresses or anything like that. But uh, uh, eventually, I think that's going to have to be a thing, you know, because that they are losing tons of money through that. So I did want to spend some time. Um, I haven't uh, had a chance to watch anything on HBO yet, but I know you've been uh, really busy mm-hmm. watching uh, and you've, um, how caught up are you on the Watchmen series? I have seen the first three episodes, so okay. there's one out that I haven't seen yet. Okay. Yeah. So what do you think so far? I am really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you know, uh, my first introduction to Watchmen was, uh, Zack Snyder, you know, the, right. the movie, and, uh, I, I enjoyed that movie, and then, you know, I, I read the, the full comic, and, uh, you know, you know, all the the very dense background and all the stuff that they didn't put in there and then i have also uh, read some of the before watchmen um you know the rorschach and a couple of uh those as well this is you know original watchmen 1985 alternate history richard nixon was still president okay this is 2019 in this alternate history so and it does it does go from the comic books so there are things from the comic that weren't in the movie like the giant squid if you're familiar with the comic uh spoiler alert i guess there's a giant squid and (laughs) uh so in this universe there will be an alarm and everyone has to pull their cars over to the side of the road and it will rain squids i haven't found out why yet (laughs) i'm sure it has to have something to do with it but it's become a not quite dystopian but we're getting there. It's on its way. There are extreme, you know, factions out there that have taken Rorschach's journal and, you know, made it basically a manifesto that, 
doesn't make any sense and they're using it to really push their own ideals and uh, yeah, they're, that's they're kind white of, supremacists aren't they is right, that what i heard yes, yeah uh-huh. so um you know that's pretty much where where they are right now and right now uh police officers hide their faces kind of like the masks heroes did uh to protect their identity to protect their families i mean even in a meeting with only other police officers, they will hide their faces. They have their standard masks on, and then if they just came in for a meeting off the street, they'll put on a ski mask. <laughs> There's one a man's just—he's got like a mascot hat on. It's like a panda bear. Uh, it kind of feels like he just grabbed what whatever was handy to cover his face to go to this meeting. And it's uh, something that I, I do like. There's one part where the police officers their weapon is locked into their car and they have to ask permission over the radio for it to be released and i kind of think that that's really interesting and uh it feels like it would kind of you know detour de- uh you know deter cut, deter yeah cut down on you know gun violence and the uh, escalation thereof in police that the police have been known for recently and so that's uh, kind of that speculative fiction thing there. Right. And it's like, well, that sounds like a good idea, but you know, it may not be. But I'm really enjoying this film. It or this this series. It feels like it was in the the same universe. A good continuation of the story. It, it does take on modern issues, you know, along the lines of uh, like you were talking about with the Invisible Man. It is a little social justice warrior, but that's where the story goes. So it's it's not you know. It's not, you know, simply pulling it out of, you know, to be satirical. This is where the story is going. So uh, I can't wait for you to to see it and, you know, to talk to you about it. And I'm really excited to see where it's going to yeah. go. Yeah. Well, I mean, Watchmen, uh, I re- of course, I first read the comic in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's always been a bottle with a message in it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, again, I, have, I haven't seen it yet, so you'd know better than I would, but... I, I have noticed that anytime anything has a message, it gets that SJW label slapped mm-hmm. right on it. So, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that. Now, I know on HBO also you've been watching His Dark Materials. Yes. One Tell epi- me about it. Yeah, one episode has come out so far. And of course, I have to, uh, I, I have read the books. Um, I, I have seen the movie, Nicole Kidman, Daniel Craig, mm-hmm. and it was, when the movie came out, it was supposed to be the next big Harry Potter, the next big Twilight, you know, kind of thing, and it didn't do well, and I think because it was meant to be a series, it really, uh, it's a dense story, and I've made this comparison before, and, I, you know, people may or may not agree with me, it's what I see, and uh, I'm going to stick by it, but I see uh, his dark materials as the gunslinger for kids. Um, you know, we have a main protagonist who has to travel to different worlds uh, to seek out a higher power and, and you know, meeting people from those different worlds along the way to help her. It's a very dense story. And I think they've really done well in this first episode, uh, kind of uh, closing out that first bit of the story to where we need to go for the adventure to begin. Uh, you kind of see where it has been before this world that you're in their kind of you know political system their oligarchy i guess would be the the right word for it and how the the people react to this only scholars they have this uh this scholarly immunity that they are allowed to study 
the uh, the sacred text, the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing because I've only seen the scholars so far, I don't know what the layperson is allowed to do yet. So that's going to that's going to be interesting to see. And they've made little subtle changes from the book, but it's still the exact same story. It makes it a little bit more exciting, a little bit. You're a little bit more on edge throughout the series. You kind of, you know, holding your breath and (laughs) the yeah, the anticipation. And it's it's it'll keep you on your it'll keep you on your toes, uh, almost, you know, Hitchcockian that way. And you get nervous for the characters and you get excited for them and you hope that they, you know, just make this leap, make this jump and then they get there. And so it's only been one episode, uh, but it it already reeled me in. Of course, the story had already reeled me in, but I am uh, I can't wait to see more of it. Yeah, well, it sounds mm-hmm. great so mm-hmm. far. I, definitely, it's something I want to check out. Beautiful. I mean, the cast, amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah James McAvoy, I, I saw him mm-hmm. in the trailer. Well, I Lin-Manuel mean, I, Miranda. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you got to say, though, uh, really, this last year has been great for fantasy stories, you yeah. know, because mm-hmm. I really, really love Carnival Row. I, I mm-hmm. love that series, and I can't wait for season two of that. And, and uh, I mean, I, I like the sort of steampunk feel right of, yeah. of this and yeah. the the little the things that, that they immediately say this world is different than ours our world the, this world is like yours but it's different mm-hmm. like your soul walks outside your body um and this world they say photograms instead of photographs they say chocolatel instead of chocolate and gyropters instead of helicopters i do know that it's the same time well I don't want to say, that. Uh, spoiler alert, in the books you find out it is the same time period in as modern our world. Because when you travel to our world, it's modern times. So they, they're they kind of antiquated compared to us. But in other ways, they're very anachronistic yeah. because they they went through zeppelins and blimps instead of airplanes. Well, you know, that's the thing about, and not being that familiar with the story, the thing about magic, of course, if you're dealing in a world with magic... When you have magic, you don't really need to have technology mm-hmm. uh, to do certain things. If you've got magic, you know, you don't have, you know, that would tend to uh, keep technology really from advancing that because you wouldn't need it. Right. That's because why you Hogwarts have a, still uses quills. Right. <laughs> instead of ink pens. Yeah. Because they, they don't need to worry about it. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, the magic quills don't run out of ink, you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> so you don't, you don't have to come up with solutions to problems you don't have mm-hmm. for real. So... But yeah, that sounds that sounds amazing. So, and of course, we've got uh, as far as streaming services, uh, we, the uh, uh, Apple TV's just started. I haven't had a chance to crack into any of that yet. And of course, in another week, we're going uh, Marvel Plus will be out. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how yeah. that affects everything. Yeah, the, the shots are being fired. So we <laughs> will. My my plan, of course, is to eventually get HBO Max. Just, I mean, HBO Max, just for the uh, being able to see pretty much all of modern Doctor Who at this point, you know. Things are uh, rolling right along, and uh, of course, we'll uh, keep in track of that as it it comes out. So, let's uh, finish up. Uh, We've got two episodes at this point of The Walking Dead to go through. Now, you've seen one of them. Mm -hmm. So... How comfortable are you with spoilers on the second one? Oh, I don't care. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because... Yeah, a lot of stuff happened, especially, but a lot of it was set up, of course, with episode four, Silence the Whisperers. Mm-hmm. Out of that, uh, out of the first one, I mean, what what uh, of uh, that did... Uh... Another tree fell on the wall. It's... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, bless the writers, but it's 
<laughs> you know, the church fell on the wall and walkers are getting in. A tree fell on the wall and the walkers are getting in. Right. And they ran a tank over through the wall and the walkers are getting in. It. That's kind of how I felt about it. You know, like, okay, I get it. You need you need that drama. You need that worry. Yeah. Uh, but that, you know, well, of like course another that, one. <laughs> well, of course, the thing about it is, is a lot of that, a lot of the tension from that is coming from, well, why did the tree fall? Was that something that, you know, was this a natural occurrence? Was mm-hmm. this just a, a, you know, an accident? But we didn't even get a hint that it might not be. You know, we didn't, you know, see someone who might be wandering off and may have cut the tree. We didn't see anything. We didn't get any kind of hint. It just felt, uh, you know, plot armor. I mean, I can definitely see that. I mean, the fact that there were leaves on the tree and that the the tree itself, I mean, the it wasn't, it wasn't a dead tree. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, there was certainly enough about the tree to say, okay, well, maybe the, maybe the whispers had something to do with this. Being how, like I said, it it, it wasn't, uh, you know, the leaves weren't off the tree. It looked like it was a living tree when it fell. Mm-hmm. There wasn't any kind of a storm or anything going on, no winds mm-hmm. and all that. So, I mean, it was certainly suspicious. I think the big things on that episode for me were, of course, Ezekiel. Who mm-hmm. seems who, who seems to be really distracted at the at this point? Yeah, he's he's going. This is this is the season of mental health uh, disorders. You know, Sadiq with his with his PTSD, and now you know Ezekiel is in this really deep depression, and he's just you know situationally can't get out of it. Yeah, well, um, yeah, and he and definitely has reasons for it. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. That's the next episode because they will Ooh, we will address that. Okay. We'll, we will talk mm-hmm. about that. But, you know, you, you run into that situation and you also, of course, we the issues with Lydia making friends with Negan for obvious reasons because they're sort of in the same boat. People hate us. What do we do? Yeah. And he was really giving her great advice right? until, of course, uh, Daryl decided to to put the kibosh on it. Mm-hmm. And, so. and then, you know, they just they shoved, just pushed her right over the edge, you know, with that, you know, uh, silence the whispers. Uh, on her door and yeah. then you know okay i'm and really when she cuts up the squirrel in front of them i just their reaction to it is like are you serious <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna that's that's gonna throw you off you're 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 just whining i mean this is <laughs> look at the world we live in there are dead people walking around you have to do the most disgusting things oh yeah you have to you know skin deer you have to you know yeah. just for survival these are the things you have to do so you're freaking out because she's cutting up a squirrel suck it up dry yeah. it up <laughs> well i mean let's be honest lydia knew what she was doing <laughs> for for sure <laughs> i mean i really found that interesting that uh that uh, Negan and I'll I'll say this, and especially when we when we get into episode five, Negan as a character is is, is I think more advanced in strangely enough in the TV show more than in the comic. Oh wow, okay. Because up to this point in the comic, he's still kind of old school Negan. Okay. He's still I mean, you look at him and you're yeah, he's still the same Negan who you know took Glenn out with with Lucille, and here he's. And I think it's because, in a sense, I think maybe more time has passed. I, I, I'm not the time passed in the comic. I don't know if as much time really passed in the comic that's that's mm-hmm. passed in the show at this point. Right. But uh, yeah, you just get that. There's that moment where you know where ne. I mean, Negan uh, is still Negan mm-hmm. in a real sense in the comic, where I think he's kind of developed as a character more mm-hmm. in the show. And that really plays into episode five, and we'll talk about that. But 
with a point with episode four and I mean, having the having a lot of like I said, you've are, we've already dealt with uh, everybody's on edge at this point and they're not sure what the heck is going on. And there's all this suspicion about the whispers. And of course, we get Negan escaping, which that, uh, you know, he does wind up escaping in the comics, basically through uh, Earl. Which uh, in the comic, Earl was this young son of the of the blacksmith and his uh, and uh, his wife. Okay. Which of course, the wife uh, in the in the TV show got her head cut off, mm-hmm. and he's not around. You know, but uh, but in this show, we're not exactly sure how he winds up escaping. Um, well, we've seen him escape before, and yeah, then he just comes he, back. So yes. Uh, so he this ban- could have been he could uh, you know Lydia could have let him out, or he could have done it himself. It's you know <laughs> yeah yeah so. Uh, I found that, like I said, that episode started, uh, um, once he escaped, that made me, a lot of us, I'm sure, who've read the comics were like, okay, yeah, we remember this from the comics. But the funny thing is, in the comics, it was a different Negan who escaped, because in the comics, Earl helps him get out, and once they get out of sight, basically, Earl believes, you know, hey, Negan, uh, you know, you it's not fair. You've probably, you know, it's like you've been in jail for a long time and you've probably changed. And Negan pulls out his knife and kills Earl. And it's like, nope, not at all. Okay. Thanks, mm-hmm. sucker. And we, we can get into, well, episode four was called, of course, Silence the Whispers. Episode five, uh, What It Always Is, is the name. There are some interesting things that happen in the episode. I'm, of course, I'm not going to do a point by point. Some, thi- some things have developed. Uh, we do find out what happened to Negan. Brandon who was one of the boys that attacked Lydia, ha- follows him. And Brandon, it turns out, is a Negan fanboy. <laughs> Which is really interesting in this situation because it's like he's really into old school Negan. So now we're like, okay, how much old school Negan is there in yeah, this situation? because one thing that old school Negan did not put up with was rape. And you attacked Lydia. Yeah. And, you know, you... <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the thing about it is it's like he... He he uh, he winds up giving Negan his leather uh, a leather jacket, which is I think it was his leather jacket. He he found it in a corner somewhere, and he gives him a baseball bat that he's wrapped in barbed wire. So it's not. I mean, it's obviously not Lucille. Not Lucille, it's Lucille Junior. Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> so. But you can tell Negan is again not very happy with this guy. But the, the guy is he's sitting there. He's practicing his his whistle. You know, and, and and all this. And it's like, I found that, I found it really interesting because of the fact that this is the guy, and the guy, the guy's even calling himself Negan, just like, you know, back I'm in the, Negan, okay. I'm, he's doing the I'm Negan thing. And it's like, okay, well, how is Negan going to react to this? I mean, he's basically getting hit in the face with the guy that he used to be. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, when he runs into the, um, when he, when he, they hear the screaming, and go into this abandoned bus, and there's this woman and her young son, and he basically saves them from the uh, from the zombies that are attacking them. And at that point, you know where where Brandon is like, "Are we going to follow them and you know find out where they're hiding their stuff so we can take it?" And uh, Negan's like, "You're out of here." It's like, you know. Go back to Alexandria. Well, they're going to ask me what where I've been. He's like, I don't care if you tell them where I am, as long as I don't have to look at your pasty face again. <laughs> and um, and he does wind up leaving. And it turns out, and 
and this is where you start to realize Negan is not the same cat that he at this point that he was in the comics and definitely not where he was in the show because he basically decides he's going to take take the the mother and her son basically as far as he can as close to Alexandria as he can go he said they'll take care of them and there's this wonderful moment where he's talking to the kid about how the world was and he how to hit guys in the in the junk <laughs> You know, that that kind of, you know, and, you know, like I said, he's just like, he's like a really, really, really nice guy. And then that moment happens when he hears the whistling again and Brandon's back and he's like, I saw what you were doing. You were testing me. And then you see the mother and the son dead (gasps) where he killed them. And Negan just looking at this and going, holy crap. And. Then picking up a rock and just braining Brandon to death and just pounding his head into the ground. Yeah, I mean, it was rough. Mm-hmm. And it's that, that moment where, and of course, then he takes, you know, puts, uh, you know, takes the leather jacket out of Brandon's pouch, grabs, you know, the, uh, the new Lucille and starts walking off. And then, of course, at that point, we get to the end of it where he's been, avo- he knows about the Whisperers, obviously, and he's been avoiding their, uh, uh, he's been avoiding their their, their property, territory. their territory, and he you watch him walk right past it, to you know right into their territory, you know holding holding that that baseball bat, going little pig, little pig, let me come in, and start smashing walkers, uh, until one of them grabs him and throws him to the ground, and you look up and it's Beta. Hmm. He's like, "All right, you big son of a bitch, let's do this," and that's where they ended the show. <laughs> so. So the Negan, the Negan uh, thread line through all this, pretty interesting stuff. And you're like, what's going to happen now? He deliberately decided to deal uh, to, to to mess with them. What's going to happen? And for those of us who've read the comics, I mean, we remember the point where he where he escaped and and ran into the whispers and what he did there. But this is sort of a different guy. It's like he was more than happy to avoid them. And not start any start any trouble, but the minute Brandon did his thing and he wound up killing Brandon, he's like, screw it. And he, he went into this. Now, we do find out also in this that, yes, indeed, the Whisperers have, they did cut that tree down. They are doing the, they're doing the death of a thousand cuts, basically. That's exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And there's the, there's the one scene where uh, Gamma... Uh, takes a walker, kills wa- the walker near their water supply, near the um, the hilltop's water supply, their their the creek, and cuts the walker o- open basically to, in a sense, contaminate the water. Ooh, uh-huh. And she has a moment where she kind of freaks out, and that's due to seeing basically Alpha kill one of the other um, one of the other uh, whispers because he dared to question her plan. It's like, why are we doing this death of a thousand cuts thing? Why don't we just go in and, and, and you know, we have, you know, we have armies of of the dead. Why don't we just take them out now? And uh, so she gives him the death of a thousand cuts, and, you know, lets him die slow. And um, because, well, Gamma needed another walker to throw into the lake, into the into the creek, I should say. And, well, he'll do. And she does and freaks out stabbing this thing to death and winds up cutting herself. Uh, and Aaron shows up and gives her a bandage. Hmm. 
you know, throws her a bandage and which she winds up telling Alpha what happens. And Alpha's like, hey, this is something we can use. So a friendship, and I'm doing air quotes here, between mm-hmm. Aaron and Gamma begin because Aaron walks up to the border, which is now on, on a bridge and gives her gives her, you know, more bandages, clean bandages, you know, disinfectant and that sort of thing. And um, tells her, you know, tells her he's from Vermont and, you know, she's obviously from California. And he says, how do you know that? It's like from your accent. And Mm. she said, I don't have an accent. She says, right. You're from (laughs) California. People from California don't have an accent because, you know. So, you know, Aaron, once again, you see him going back to that, you know, the way he was when you first saw him in the beginning. He was the guy uh, from Alexandria who went out and looked for survivors to bring them to Alexandria. So. You know, after everything that's happened, that part of him hasn't died, but it looks like that's something that that the uh, the whisperers are going to take advantage of. You know, now the last thing that I wanted to talk about in this episode, this is this is the rough one because, of course, we've been we've been talking about Ezekiel, and it seems like he's given up, and unfortunately, we find out why. There's a point where he's in one of the buildings with uh, Sadiq, and uh, he's been caught, and basically. Uh, um, Ezekiel's been coughing and we oh, noticed that a little bit the last time and he it's really become an issue and Sadiq uh, is like let me check you out and he snaps at him and says I told you I'm okay and he's like okay obviously you're not okay and he pulls his shirt off of his neck and you see this big lump mm. on his neck mm-hmm. and, he, and he said you know I know what it, he goes look we don't know what that is yet he goes I know what it is I saw my father with it. I saw my grandmother with it. It's like, but I saw them beat it. He's like, but that, um, but he said thyroid cancer, you know, it used to be the easiest cancer to beat. And, but he said that was back in the days when we lived in a world of magic. So he has thyroid cancer and obviously in the apocalypse, there's, there's nothing he can do about it. And so, and I have to say, um, well, I mean, there's a lot of great reaction channels, you know, on, on YouTube. Uh, one that I watch on occasion, uh, her name is Katie O'Shaughnessy. She's uh, she's a young Irish girl who's really into The Walking Dead, and she'll do reaction videos. And she was talking about, uh, you know, while she's watching it, toward the beginning where she's saying, you know, where Ezekiel uh, – is having a hard time. He's like, man, why is the why does the apocalypse have to be so? It's like, when is Ezekiel going to have a good point? When do we get that good point for Ezekiel? And I just sat there going, oh, this is going to suck for you in about ten minutes. Oh no, you know. And yeah, it did. But uh, you know, the thing about it is, it's like, um, you know, Carol's gone, uh, and there's another there's another scene too where he's holding this this metal figurine, and it's a figurine of Shiva. Oh. oh no wait a minute you think just when you think that's bad no henry made it while he was apprenticing but he didn't get the chance to give it to him <laughs> i'm like i'm like oh my oh my god it's just like well of course in the comics ezekiel was was one of the heads on the pikes mm-hmm. so i guess they figured well you know he should have been dead by now anyway we didn't kill him but and the real heartbreaking part of this at the end was when uh when sadiq convinced him to get on the radio and call Alexandria to let Carol know. And he's on the, he's on the radio and you can hear a Carol steps as she's going up to the radio and Ezekiel just turns the radio off. Mm-hmm. 
Oh. He couldn't do it. So, yeah. Mm. So, uh, so you got that sad show to watch. <laughs> you yeah. got that sad episode to look forward to. I just Th- read where the red fern grows. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I the, the thing about this, too, is this episode, I, I didn't get a chance to watch the shortened version because this episode was one of the... Ex- uh, one that they offered as an extended version. So some of the stuff I may have des- described, you know, maybe it's not in the uh, in the shortened version, uh, but the because ex- uh, I just went straight for the extended version when I knew that they had it. Because why wouldn't you? But uh, yeah, things are really heating up, and we've only got two episodes until the the to the mid-season. break mm-hmm. till the mid season break, and a lot of stuff can happen in two two episodes. Especially, like I said, this, the whole people who've read the comics, they know the Alpha Negan situation that happened there. I don't know if we're going to get to see that in the show because, of course, we're not dealing with the same Negan as in the comics. So what Negan is up to, I don't know. But uh, and how how all this is going to is going to develop. Um, I mean, we've got we got two episodes left of the till the midseason. So uh We'll definitely be watching that when that when that happens, and uh, I guess we'll see when we see. So, I tell you what, I'm looking forward to this weekend. Before we go, we got Doctor Sleep this weekend. Oh yeah! So I I, I have a feeling I'm going to have to watch. Um, I am going to have to. Uh, I'm going to have to watch uh, the, the Shining. Shining. Uh-huh. Um, and one thing that, of course, we, we we've talked about before how. You know the uh, the movie ha- it it reflects from the book, but it also lives in the world of the movie. It is a sequel to the movie, and being able to play both of those worlds, especially with you know how Stephen King felt about the original movie, but Stephen King has seen Doctor Sleep, and he went as far as to say it redeems the movie oh, for him, the first movie. That in a sense it it makes him feel better about the first movie because. He says it in a real sense, it redeems that movie for him. And I'm like, okay, well, that's something to say. So I'm definitely going to be checking that out this weekend sometime. Uh, and of course, Sunday, we get the uh, we get the uh, first uh, episode of the new season of Rick and Morty. Uh, and um, and so uh, apparently it is a uh, I've seen there's been some reviews on it and people have really enjoyed it. I, I think that they said that it's it's. Uh, it's a parody of the uh, Edge of Tomorrow movie, you know, with uh, the one with uh, Tom Cruise where he dies and comes back to life over and over again, where he's trying to fight the uh, he's trying to fight the aliens. And it's like he, you know, he continues to die and he gets better every time. You know, it's sort of like the um, Groundhog, Groundhog Day. Day. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to definitely catching that. It's one of the like I said, uh, if you've never seen. Uh, Rick and Morty. It's an interesting comic. It's uh, it's funny, but it's also really, really morbid and nihilistic <laughs> at the same time. So, it, and it's very, very intelligent. And the fact that uh, we're now getting seasons that are going to be, uh, they're not going to be having. You're not going to have to wait a year, two years between uh, seasons is is awesome. And no, and and the fact that they know that they're that they're not going to get canceled. Uh, at least for another couple of seasons, they're going to be able to develop some things in a real way. So I'm really looking forward to this next season, and uh, and we'll probably uh, probably talk about it a little bit uh, on the next podcast. But uh, we will definitely see. And so, with that said, we come to the end of episode 89 of the Geek Watch podcast. 
Thank you for listening and tune in next week for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch podcast. From Andy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher reminding all the geek watchers out there, we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the Geek Watch podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The Geek Watch podcast is a Hanging J production.